What's your era for music, Gail? Oh, it's like 80s, and it's big sister music. 80s, um, 90s as well. Probably. Yeah, George yeah. Michael and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, a lot of that. Do you know my sister was a massive fan of In Excess? I love the Fine Young Cannibals. We talk about that quite a lot. Like, Fine Young Cannibals are great, man. Oh, fucking, they're cannibals. so underplayed, aren't they? Uh, underplayed, and um, they don't get the respect they deserve. No, that voice of his rolling gift is unreal. Johnny, me crazy. Because you guys are coming up a wee bit now. I think. Uh, we are, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think because obviously we're going on in life, but yeah. I love your channel. So it's my best ever. I love it's it. so it's good. good. It's very you good. should yeah. have an MBA. Have I said that? I comment on that. <laughs> you should though. You, you, need, you need to nominate us. There needs Se- to be a Scottish version. Se- <coughs> services to radio and uh, humanity. That's <laughs> 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 true. Covid services keeping people exactly. sane. Yeah. yeah. Book you wrote as well. What a fucking achievement that was. That was brilliant. I came that day with my book. That's right. Fine, get over that. I get my book and they went, no, you're presenting. And I went, get a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I thought it was only, pre- I thought it was only giving away tickets. They went, you no, missed, you're in the you show. Missed, you misread everything that I said, yeah. And you're just that excited. Oh, yeah, I'm coming in, I'm coming in. And did you think, I'd done that the day with the partner. She's like, don't go to that thing, the gate's shut. And I was trying to lift that gate and all that. And she went, I text you, Louise. I went, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in, I'm at the gate. And I went, yeah, read your above message. <laughs> Greg, you ready? Go for it. Jamie? I'm ready. Gail, you ready? Ready. Louise? Ready. Cat? Born ready. Tinkerbell, the dog? Woof! <laughs> <laughs> right, roll the titles. And we should also say, Gail, you've got a little furry friend in with you today. Who have we got? Yeah, I didn't shave today, so I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> So if you were to create an OnlyFans page, mm-hmm. would the boys be interested? Going, ah, is that you done with the drama? And <laughs> is that how you do that? Where are they yeah. from, Brigadoon? <laughs> are you getting embarrassed? By what? By Louise getting her babies out. Oh, no, not at all. My wife did it for three children. <laughs> they weren't her kids. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome along to You and Cat's Uncut podcast where anything goes. It's the type of show where we would never get away with it on the radio. And that's why it's fun. And that's why it is Although a lot we have of fun. a lot of fun in the radio, I should we say. We do, that. yes. The, the, the radio's fantastic, but we get to speak to some of our favourite people where they can actually be who they really are and say what they want to say oh. and tell us the stories they're not allowed to tell us on the radio. <laughs> Which terrifies me, given the two that we've got in front of us today. <laughs> I nearly called in sick today because of who our guests are. <laughs> Yeah, that's how scared I am. And even Greg, who's only just met them, wants to leave the building. <laughs> I would like to welcome to Unicat Uncut. We have Gail and we've also got Louise, a.k.a. The Dolls, everybody! Hello! Famous for River City, famous for The Dolls, famous for Scott Squad, you name it. Your household names, you're loved across the country. Hello there, Gail, you okay? Mm, hi, I'm good. I'm eating one of their... The mints that are in the... In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, yeah, welcome along. We've also got Louise. Hello, Louise. Hi, how are you? I'm not too bad. You've got a wee baby there on your uh, your knee. Yes, this is baby Ollie. Ollie. I mean, I'm hoping he's yours. <laughs> to be fair, I hope I know, because he doesn't look like me. They're just he a daz oil at the back. All that hard work. Does, does, he look, does he look like his dad? Yeah, none of my kids look like me. I've done all that hard work and not one of them look like me. It's pure right. <laughs> <laughs> how old is Ollie? He's... Fifteen weeks, fifteen weeks. So just coming up in four months. But you've been filming Scott Squad and everything with a baby as well. I just comes about and hangs off my tits. And it's, no, it's really bad, right? Because I'm dead envious of women that breastfeed. Cause, like a lot of women have got nice wee dinky boobs and they can pull it out and all that. I've got a full flitting going on. It's the back fat. It's the front fat. It's the full hang. So it's been um, exposing. <laughs> Nice jeans on, though. Yeah, no, I feel better about my life. I put a nice jean on and a better bra. <laughs> are, you, are you expressing? No, because I'm, I'm saying to Kylie, I'm just too lazy. I can't be bothered. 
I feel like I give too much of myself, <laughs> but probably I should because then I would get. You would get time. I would get ah, time at get the time. other side. So yeah. we'll be. I'll look to do it. You've been here for like a, at least half an hour because Gail's late, but we'll not bring that up. Uh, <laughs> it's true a, though. He's a happy wee soul though, isn't he? No, he's good. He's actually he's really good. He's such a good boy. Yeah, yeah he really is. We've There's had a couple a of hangs on, and he's been brand new. I've had to take him. And we should also say, Gail, you've got a little furry friend in with you today. Who have we got? Yeah, I didn't shave today, so I'm just. <laughs> Jokes, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> this is my baby. Hi. Have you seen hi? Say oh. hello. Which is my everything. So that's the cutest is little. Is she a puppy? No, she's a year old. This a year. is Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Very cute. She's and what cute. kind of dog is she? She's a cavapoo, but as I said before. What's a cavapoo? So it's like a, a mix between. It's like a designer dog, isn't it? So it's the mix between. <laughs> uh, a, King Charles Cavalier Spaniel and a miniature poodle, but she looks nothing like what she's meant to, so I was bumped. So what you done? I think did you I not was get done. Papers? I get papers, but she's first generation, so they're like because they're interbreeds, you don't really get like full pedigrees. So in, how, did, how did you find out that she was a dud? I don't think she, well, I don't know. I've not done a, well because she casts. She's not, but she's meant to be hyperallergenic, but oh, she's right. not. She casts like there's hair or a map. But could it be like, like redheads now that can skip a generation? Maybe it might like be. a dud skipped a generation. It but probably it, is. Do you know what I mean? I think it is, but I was still bumped. Does it look like the dog you expected to mm. get? Does it even look like that dog? No, it doesn't, but she kind of looks better. Like she's a wee bit ragamuffiny, but I love her so much. Like, I honestly, my personality, my, I think. My, my love for Tinkerbell is way beyond what I've ever felt for anybody. Even your man? Absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking made about myself. I was like, what about me? <laughs> oh, you're that, fucking, that, that ship sailed fucking years ago. <laughs> so, so talking to ships, there's you, uh-huh. your man, uh-huh. Louise, uh-huh. and no. Tinkerbell. Uh-huh. You can only save one. And I would, what? Well, well, Tinkerbell's vulnerable. She wouldn't be able to save herself. So I would, I'm sorry, I'm safe for every time. So Louise and the, your man would die? <laughs> No, they could look after themselves. I'm sure. <laughs> could but, they? I mean, they, that, they would. Louise and her man would know how to operate a life raft. Exactly. That's true. What if the life raft could only fit two? Shoe and the dog, or Louise and your man? Fuck the end of Titanic. Fuck I'm unashamedly, unapologetically saying it's Tinkerbell every time. You love that dog, don't you? Oh, God, I. Like, she comes everywhere, mate. I, no, honestly, guys, I do love her, but... I just never thought. You guys have been together for so long that we know about the dolls and things like that. How did you actually hook up in the first place? Why are you pointing to me? <laughs> because the last time somebody asked us this, I answered because she went, you answer. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to give it over to you. So um, we were both, I kind of knew of Gail because I went to a, like a, a drama club when I was younger and like an after school thing. And Gail, I think you had left the year before I joined and she was kind of, Yes, that's right, Ollie. And uh, she was kind of infamous. People go, oh, you all know Big Gale, but I didn't know Big Gale at this point. And then years later... <laughs> what were you infamous for? Just being really fucking loud. <laughs> I was going to say late, but anyway. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh, she always saw coming out there. No, I'm only joking. And then we did a, a cabaret hang at the Tron. A, pal, a, a mutual pal at the time was doing like... Um, Broadway in the bar or like songs in the bar and we did musical theatre and all that so he was been doing in London eh I'd been doing London and he was paying you 50 quid to go in and sing a couple of songs and I was skint so I took his 50 quid and went in and sang <laughs> Cabaret I think it was and then you were singing were Big Red and Beautiful I what? think you were singing wasn't it? and then I don't know I just heard her sing and she spoke the way I spoke and it was dead hard to find folk that did what we did that were normal and I, I can't call her normal now so I'm kind of taking that back <laughs> but it is true like seeing the yeah. world of musical theatre they either go down to London and they adopt this really um, like English accent even though you're from Scotland did you do that? did I fuck <laughs> <laughs> like I would never do that did you stay full on Glasgow? I, would, I wouldn't say full on because I mean nobody gets you like so how you're speaking to me now you tone that down well you have to don't so you so how would you tone it down for, <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for you she does Glasgow Uni I'm guilty of her Stevens I'm from like Alexander <laughs> Alexandra and then Balak and uh, these are my friends I'm from the Renton um, <laughs> I'm from the Renton from the Renton anyway so yeah yeah guys but nobody this is the thing this is why I come up the road because nobody got my jokes down there and that was quite funny at the time <laughs> so you toned down your accent 
that you're in London mm-hmm. and nobody finds you funny. Absolutely. But they kind of they... aesthetically they find you funny, but not actually the stuff that's coming out your mouth. <laughs> so you don't understand that. <laughs> exactly. But that's where we met, eh? And I think, and you say A a lot as well. A, yeah, A. Uh-huh. Just um, to check they understood you. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh, they've got A. But um, I remember Louise putting on loads of foundation on our lips. <laughs> Why? When we were there that day, there. right? I need to chip in, right? Because cool. I just loved her. She was singing cabaret and she was like, um, I'll pay my dinner back in Chelsea when I go. Big, 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 big. No, I'm going like Chelsea. And I thought, <gasps> <laughs> it was like, see if we could portray that on stage. It would, if it would stand still, Louise, and it go, <gasps> and then it would be me talking and you would be frozen right over there. <laughs> and I would put that. This is the moment. And it's like, um, hey Arnold, you know, when the wee lassie goes, oh Arnold, my love, my love. And then he talks to him, um, she talks to him, she's like, what are you saying, your dick? You know? <laughs> I was like, that. it's like a bogan through my heart. Who is this girl, oh my God, that puts foundation on her lips and sings like Ethel Merman's love child? <laughs> and that's what it was for me. And she, she's talking to me in the mirror and she's going, anyway, so, and she spoke like I spoke, maybe a wee bit rougher. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like that because that didn't change <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's right and then she's putting all this foundation on her lips and she's doing that so anybody's I and I know that one and do you know her and do you know her and I was just like I love her <laughs> I love you was the feeling mutual yes yes absolutely because it was like that way you're going she said you never you were surrounded by dicks like genuinely there was a couple of alright ones but <laughs> they you never were, got you never got did you, you just, and, did you not like London I was like, I'm a home bird. I always have been. I went there to fulfil a purpose. I felt once I did it, I was done. It's like that sunscreen song, there's a time to go to London, there's a time to leave it. Mm-hmm. And I just felt, I'd done my bit and then wanted to go. I just wanted to be with my family. And I think it ruins you eventually, like, even if I go down for a day. I, I get anxiety and all that, start sweating and all that, getting on the train. <gasps> but see if you like, go down for a day or whatever, you're, you're like, right, okay, it's time to go home. I mean, you're like, maybe £300 lighter with just having Oof. your lunch, your dinner getting about the place like it does a bit like I, I, I go down there now and I'm like how was I no nine stone walking about this city do you know what I mean like see if we'd fit bits back in the day I'd have been like oh my god like 100,000 steps and, and 3,000 <laughs> calories a day very true but um I think so yeah I, I loved London but I think it does I feel like when you do musical theatre you have to go there and people will say no but why I, why did you Especially feel the need to go to London? Because the standard's different. Because was it a better standard? Yeah, because when Has I it went, improved then since you went down to London and so Scotland? Things have evolved up here, haven't yeah. they? I think it's caught up. Yeah, it has definitely, and that's not to do shade in any kind of school up here because they do all so great. But I was the late 90s when I went, and it was just the dream. Nobody went from here. Mm. You know what I mean? There what did your like family and your friends from your hometown of the Renton think of you going down to London to do musical theatre? They were like, ah, you doing the drama? Brilliant girl, man. She's going down to London to do the drama and see when I come back up, they were like, ah, you stopped doing the drama then. I was like, I just didn't want to come out my house for four weeks. I mean, I was a failure. Ah, you came back ah, up. you came up the road, going to work in the co-op, nothing wrong with working in the co-op. But it was like, it was a big opportunity and I'd got a scholarship the same as Louise, so... It was just massive, wasn't it? And I remember the day before going, and I was just petrified, like totally petrified. But I loved it. Scared of what? The unknown? Of everything. Of going down there, of being on my own, of not having my my wee group on a Friday and a Saturday night. My life, my life was good. So how old were you? I was 17 going on 18. Oh, that's young. I know, I know. So you've just more or less out of school. Mm, I was, yeah. But it was was totally life-defining, I think. You needed that. Well, I think you open your mind up to different things, so it's great. Like, when you have kids, you can pass that on to them and say, like, go and do X, Y and Z. Like, it's really important. Open your horizons. Broaden them. Had you already... Were you already there when Gail turned up? No, Gail was there before me because Gail's a lot older than me. She was there before me, but I, we never met in London because she went to a college, it was in North London. You went to Mount View and I went to Arts Ed, so you were on opposite sides. Right. But again, I knew of her, but I'd never met her until we walked into the Tron that day. It was the first day I actually went, mm-hmm. I know so much about you, but I've never met you. 
I feel quite sad for that because see when you're in London you hear a Scottish voice we could have been better pals well even if they're, they're dicks you just grab onto them because you go oh, they speak the same as me and actually you had quite a lot of Scottish people in Louise's year so you had quite a, a good contingent in there but I you got together eventually, and that's the main thing. It was kind of, it was meant to be, wasn't it, in a way? You were kind of, it just... So, see, when you two connect for the first time, do you know that you're going to be friends forever? Do you have that feel like when you meet your I first love? I going to be in my life forever. I, like... Do you know, I, your I first, really when, like you, when you fall in love, you know. Oh, I, feel, I definitely feel as if, like, in an all-weird way, I fell in love with you. Oh, totally. And the I first time you met, met you, I, but I, you, it was like, it was like, why... <laughs> you feel like gaffer me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh. It's never happened, baby. I just what? want to set this He's straight. Going, he is going to ask now because no, no. in his head this has happened. Right, I, I don't. I don't. She's und- tried. I've knocked her back. <laughs> She's such a fucking liar. And who can blame her? <laughs> You see that Louise is really modest. She acts as if she's not, but she fucking. So you suggesting that Louise was the one that tried it on? <laughs> I said, just get it out your head, right? Now, right? <laughs> I don't really have anything to say to this debacle. <laughs> this bullshit that she's talking. She talks a lot of bullshit. <laughs> so you meet. It's love at first sight, and you knew you're going to be in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. So that's in London. Mm-hmm. Who comes back first? Uh, what do you mean from London? Aye. I, I went home. Yeah. You went home first. Yeah, you yeah. stayed in London then. But I was a uh, year behind Gail, so I was still. I oh, was, you're still doing I it. I was still doing it. And you then, were, you, how, when did you graduate? 2006. Right, so I was 2002. All <laughs> oh, right, so you're there for a few more years then? Yeah. yeah. Ah, I'd right, done, okay. I'd done the West End and then come up the road. I was like, I'm done with this. What was your best West End role? It was in Jerry Springer, the opera. I started did you do that? that? Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of controversy around that opera at the time. Yeah, they got they got shut down, didn't Aye. they? Because they televised it, but it was really good. It was really out there, wasn't it? Aye. And then um, they closed it. So I had a contract in the West End for like... I went to the National, that was my first job. Like, that's not what you're meant to do. So I thought that was what you were meant to do. And then all of a sudden you're out of work for a year and you think, uh, <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Hard enough because you're trying, you've, get, you've got five jobs to suffice the, jo- the money that you were getting in the actual show. So it was... Uh-huh. It's, it's, a hard, it's, a, it's hard going, but it is like, it's good. But it's, it's a grounding. But it's not living... If you're not doing what you want to do down in London... Sorry, I'm just getting a wee lick from Tinkerbell there. <laughs> Better than what you're getting anyway. <laughs> and a lot more than we've ever done. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are listening on Spotify and Apple, etc., etc., Louise is currently feeding her child. Oh, and that's OK, it's just for... just for you're, you're, you're sitting back and you're feeding your child, but the podcast will continue. And, yeah. and I'm getting... Are you getting, are you getting from, embarrassed? Sorry? Are you getting embarrassed? By what? By Louise getting her babies out. Oh, no, not at all. My wife did it for three children. I bet that's your wife. That's they, weren't her, they weren't her kids. Very quick. No, um, you, you, you don't look at women who are breastfeeding in, in a sexual way. You don't. Right, okay. I just think men are, well, for me anyway, that's the way that we are built... You are now uh, a mother. You have a child, and, and and you don't look at them like that anymore. And they're not. They're it's not the Madonna s- effect, isn't it? Yes. Oh, that's shite. How? So you wouldn't look at me and fancy me because I've got a win. No. No, but breastfeeding. Oh, that okay. you, you, the actual thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I wouldn't look at like. So it's not like Alex James. You're actually going to drink the milk. You know how he used to drink the but breast then, milk. Yes. Do you know what I think is really weird? You'll drink milk for a cow, but you won't drink it for. For you. For another human. Like, we go, oh, no, I'm not trying a woman's breast milk. But you I think, think it's just the way we've been reared. No, but when my wife was breastfeeding, I did taste it, and it's very sweet. Yeah. It's, it's way too sweet for me. I wouldn't put it in my cornflakes. You wouldn't need any sugar, pup. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... You don't take any sugar? I don't take any sugar either. I'm no, you. I do take sugar in my cornflakes, but, but the milk's too sweet to put in your cornflakes. That's That was my wife's milk, but I'm taking everybody's milk's different. <laughs> I'll get you a wee up and down if you're <laughs> When I go silent, you know I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a natural I'm thing. Are you looking for a new co-host? Because I'm sitting here ready, mate. <laughs> and you come, and you come. No, but I'm just saying, I mean, I think every man whose wife has had a child and they're expressing milk will have a taste. I think that, I bet your man yeah, has. No, yeah. we have. And, but we boys ask the taste. And does he like it? 
Does your man like it? No, it's too sweet. It's sweet. It's way too sweet. Exactly. I mean, if I did like it, I mean, how long would it take for my wife to squirt and milk into my cornflakes? I mean, it would take a while. Well, this is why Louise is not expressing. She's like, that takes too fucking long. Too lazy. Too lazy. So you come to Scotland... You come back for lunch. <laughs> what a segue this is. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, one minute you've got your wife standing uh, over your kitchen table. Squatting <laughs> for Scotland. <laughs> so then you came back for lunch. And uh, what was your first professional job together, girls? <laughs> I did. I was trying to find the way to get out of the talk and the breast milk. It was smooth. It was anything. Honestly, it was seamless. Master. Master. Yeah. Master. But, but, uh, but I had to interrupt no, the, the story but to explain why Louise is sitting back in her seat for those who were listening in case she went quiet for a wee bit because okay. she's busy feeding oh, no, her child. Oh, no, she's not went quiet. She's still talking the same amount and breastfeeding. She can multitask. Okay, so there, there, was, there was a comma at you being in London and then we explained the breast milk situation and then the comma after the breast milk situation and we're now back to you and you've come back home. Your pals are going, ah, is that you done with the drama? And is that how you do that? Where are they yeah. from, Brigadoon? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! I'm sweating in here. I honestly oh, think we could go to him for accent coaching. <laughs> <laughs> He's the next girl's director. <laughs> when are you available? Exactly. I'm going to Australian next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. Can you do it again? Was that not Glasgow? No. Anyway, so you you were saying you come back, came, and your pals are going, oh, is that you done with the drama? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> right, you're still there, because you've got a few more years to go, because Gail's a lot older than you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was your first job together, girls? <laughs> no, so when you come back, right, you're doing your thing, you're still in London, what are you doing while she's in London? Working in call centres. Oh, oh, did you do the call centre thing? Yeah. I know a few people that have done that. I loved it because we used to try and get bobag and sh- like different words <laughs> into the conversations. So I worked for John Lewis Direct under my um, manager was Rudy Talakia, right? And I would disappear in London for auditions um, for days. And I'd be like, I'll be back on Tuesday, Rudy. And they'd be like, neighbour. Wednesday becomes like, where the fuck are you? I'm like, oh, Rudy, I've been recalled, I can't come back. So he was always like, you can't go, I'm not letting you go to London this time because you never come back. Anyways, I worked in John Lewis Direct booking in washing machines, like deliveries for washing machines and tumble dryers and that, and it would be like, hello, good afternoon, John Lewis Direct, how may I help you? And then it would always be quite well-to-do customers for the John Lewis Direct, right? And then we would always try and get quite like. How'd you get that into a sentence? Right, so I'll, like, I'll be the customer. Um, I'd like a washing machine on Friday, please. Oh, right, okay. So we've got the. Um, we've got a, a, a slot between 9 and 12, uh, Mrs. McGarvey, or we've got 12 to 1. And then if we get our driver the ball bag to get you, maybe at 1 to 6. <laughs> Probably thought it was just a name, but they were like for Cribs Causeway and things like that, you know. They didn't get it, they were English again, do you know what I mean? No shade, but I, it was good. Like, I did, I did so many other jobs, so many jobs. So, how long were you in the call centre for and doing other jobs before you and Louise get together again and the acting starts? Well, I used to go and do training because training was quite a good laugh, and then I would be like, I'm right, sacking that job because I don't want to do like the actual job. I would just go and do the training, get paid for the training, have the laugh in the training room, and then beat it. So bad. Probably. I don't know, a wee while? I was up here a wee while, Louise. Yeah. A couple of years, three years, four years or something. Yeah, yeah. So I was still working at that point, and then, same thing, I kind of came out of show. I was doing Mamma Mia at the time, and then I came out of that. Oh, you did Mamma Mia? Mm-hmm. For the, did you? Aye, for about 18 months or something like that. I did it, and then I had to go back, because they were doing, like, you know, they do, like, um, the Royal Albert Hall, and they'll do, like, a wee segment. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the sh- I was in the show for a year, and then... If they were out and they had another like commitment to go and do the X Factor or do something, we would be like the B kind of thing uh-huh. and we'd go out. So I kind of, I got a wee bit of extra work out of it. It was quite good. Who were you in Mamma Mia? I played Lisa. So it's like the, the last it's get married, she's got two pals. Mm-hmm. So one of the bridesmaids. Um, I it was good. Glorified you... ensemble, let's be honest. I had two lines. Can, <laughs> you, can you listen to ABBA? 
still, or is it not just? Sorry, I've heard so much ABBA over the years. Do hate ABBA. We 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 really split on oh, have you split? this. You I split she ABBA? hates ABBA, and I love ABBA. I would have thought you'd have hated it because you worked on it for eighteen no, months. Don't mind it. Really? I think obviously when you first came off the back, it you kind of listen to it for a wee while. But I did love ABBA, and I remember thinking when I got the job, that's because I loved ABBA. That was meant to happen for me. It was written in the stars. <laughs> written in the stars, but the no, fav- I can listen to it now. Maybe no straight off the back, but Gail hates it. We've never favorite heard ABBA song. Probably Voulez-vous. Oh, yeah. Good mm-hmm. way tune. Why do you hate ABBA, Gail? I don't really know. It's just like, it, it, it's a kind of like, I love the dancing queen and that, and I could dance to it if we were on a wee night out, but to choose stuff for our shows, this is where we butt heads a wee bit like... Offer the dolls? I, yeah, like I'm not having ABBA in my show, I'm just not doing it. Really? No. Uh, it's just as I like it. Because they're better songs, and there's probably not less known songs, but less played songs that are absolute bangers. But I think ABBA's quite a go-to place. The stuff in, in Mamma Mia 2, I think, is great. There's a couple of tunes in that that are unknown, more unknown, and I go, they're really good tunes, because they're geniuses, aren't they? But I think for, for our show, I go, no, no, no. See, that must be a tricky one, because you know that ABBA and your audience mm-hmm. would love it. It's hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But it's not really. really. Would you hate Kenny? Cat, on, by the way, by the way, cat is, is on Louise's no. side here. I, I, I just, I've been at a dolls gig and it's like, I it mean, would. by the way, your crowd are mental. I know, there's so much fun, <laughs> so much fun. How, how does the dolls come about? I know we've jumped forward quite a bit. Well, before, it's just, okay, no, because it's, no, it's actually it's actually sequential right on the back. All right, so you come, come back from Scotland. Yeah. You two meet up again. Is that when the dolls are created? So kind after this, a... after that cabaret. I was going. I just had Stevie, right? Stevie was just um, Stevie was just born, and I had to. My mom bought the nappies, but I had to buy everything else. <laughs> I just didn't have a job, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I'd met Louise, and I was doing these wee kind of gigs. And I was like, "Oh, I need to hustle." Do you know what I mean? And um, Louise used to go out as a cabaret singer. She was a. She used to go out and sing for the hundred and fifty pound a night, and I was like. I want to do that. I was it like, really was that. the... No, but, it, but at the time it was... At the time, especially mm. if you not got it. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. It was a lot. I, for me, I was like... No, no, totally. That's great. So I was like, how do you do that? And she was like, I'll get you on in it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, so I bought my speakers, I bought a mic, second hand, a wee... What are they called again? Uh, 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 SM58. That's it. Um, I bought one of them off eBay. Because um, th- at that time, you really didn't have any money, so you were trying to kind of rob Peter to pay Paul. And um, got a wee mixing desk, and then she was like, why don't we do something together? And I was like, aye, okay. Um, we'll go out and do like a Motown tribute, because we like Motown music, yep. don't we? I'll be agreeing that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we were like, come on, we'll go out and do a Motown tribute. And then, and then I don't know, we were just like... Should we do something no, else? No, it was, you tell. Yeah. No, it was because so I had name. an agent at the time who shall remain nameless, and uh, he says a cabaret agent, a cabaret agent, and he says, "Oh, see if he's there like a, a kind of you know a tribute, like a tribute, or if you add comedy, you get an extra whatever one hundred and fifty quid. If you speak, can you make it more like a, an entertainment like night a as show. opposed to just yeah, uh-huh. as opposed to just like singing for background music." Yeah. So we were thinking about the Motown and all that, but he says if you do comedy, you get even more. And I was like, well, I didn't really do comedy at that time, but I thought, we're actors. So I was like, yeah, we could write two characters. We could just say shite your mosses, and I think we could get that extra £150. <laughs> and that's what we did. And we went up the Savoy and bought two overalls, didn't we? Because we loved the steamy, right? And it wasn't trying to rip the steamy off, but... I would do. I would get. That's what you're inspired by, when not yeah, it? Totally. Yeah. And that was kind of love that we had before, like together. And we used to get. Well, I used to get asked to do impressions. Then you used to get asked to do impressions when you were younger. So at New Year, I would have to get up and do a turn, right? <laughs> and then do that. I will give you a tenner. Do that, girl. You do the drama, and that you do that. And uh, and Louise was the same. And I we went up the Savoy, bought two overalls, and and then we bought two spangly minded days. We bought two spangly outfits so that we would do a cabaret. After we would do the talking. Aye, and then we went um, to a photographer, got our pictures taken so we could put it on a poster. And then we were like, well, what will we call ourselves? And we went through an amount of names and then we came up with the dolls. And then I think the rest is history. Yeah. What else could you have been called? What was a close second? The scrubbers. It was all like that. It was things like that. But then we always say, hiya doll, how you doing doll? So then that kind of... Yeah. The pattern that we kind of used, if you like, lent itself to the name. I mean, we need to talk about, because you did, you started doing like 
there was workingmen's clubs, you were oh, doing yeah. little, you know, like 10 minute sections and charity events and things like that. And then the stage show came and then the stage show grew mm-hmm. and now it's like, it's phenomenal. It's like what you're doing a whole tour of Scotland in autumn next year mm-hmm. and they sell out. Are yeah. you not just like blown away by how this has all happened? I mean, you've put in the work, don't get me wrong, because you have been doing I don't it for think it, I don't a long time. It's really, we talk about this quite a lot. It's like it's not you. It's like it, it feels like it's happen. not you. Ah, it feels like it's somebody else. Somebody says all that and say, like, oh, that, oh, that's good. I'm just in that show. I don't feel it's me. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't feel as if it's really bad actually because you go like, right, come you on. Feel like you're just in it. You're just it's like it's like, for them. It's not actually you. You're doing it for the audience. So why do you think the dolls is the success that it is, Gail? I think it's a success because we went out to the workmen's clubs, which was probably the best times of ever. I, I really enjoyed those times. Um, I love the clubs, but the people that we met out there, you would say like. Um, People would come up, like women would come up to you and say, this is my first night out after having cancer mm-hmm. and being diagnosed, like I've had the best night or I'm a foster um, parent um, to three kids and I don't ever get time out and you've made me laugh and you've um, you've made my night. So we had so much of that and we'd be like, oh, and I think it's really about relatability. Yeah. People see, people, especially women, they see us, they see themselves in us they see us as two pals and they go, that's like me. There's a big one, there's a wee one. I could hang out with you. I, I think I it's know that. somebody like you. Yeah. That kind of thing. Because my wife's been to see your show three times. Oh. We are pals and she absolutely loves it. And my wife is from London. She's originally from London. She's English. Oh, and she, Yeah, and she absolutely adores your show. And, and you've not her, even, even asked us for a free ticket once? No. Look at you. I pay my way. Yeah, absolutely. Because well, he's minted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, my wife's over the moon and excited that you've got another tour coming up in the autumn and I know that she's going to be there. She, went, she went to the Falkirk show, she went to the the Glasgow show and the Edinburgh show. And look at that, they've shut down Falkirk. How bad is that, That's by the shocking, way? by the way. absolutely shocking. shocking. Just for the listeners out there, they've shut um, um, Falkirk Town, Town Hall, Hall as yeah. a venue to s- serve that um, area. There's nobody else in that area it's apart from Sterling, which is really, really far away and it's Falkirk somewhere we absolutely sell out and it's it's mobbed it's mobbed it's a brilliant night out it's absolutely. a great little theatre absolutely so you should Falkirk's be ashamed one of, of yourself. the biggest sellers isn't it mm-hmm. like, and it's a shame they've now got and to find somewhere else to go where, where will people. you go then where's need to start then <gasps> no, we have the discussion well we won't because we already do Sterling Livingston maybe but where's a venue in Livingston that we could go to yeah, that's, that's a good point yeah. you need a capacity of at least 500 yeah it's not going to happen, is it? So, and also as well, it's not only that of the capacity and the, the, oh, we need more seats. It's about the support for technical aspect because our shows, we don't scrimp on them. We put so much technical aspect. It's like going to see Liam Gallagher, right? And you go and see him and he's he's done a wee bit, but he's not got much production behind him. You go like that, right? Okay, that's a cheap night for you. You go and see Jerry... Um, Jerry uh, what's his name Jerry Cinnamon he's put everything behind it the graphics yeah. this to that he's one wee guy on stage with a guitar now he could have just been on with the guitar and sang and everybody would have been happy but he didn't he put a lot of money into production and that's the way that we feel we go like no fling everything at it because it's for them for difference for, for spectacle for everything do you know what I mean yeah so you put the effort in because you want to give mm-hmm. something back mm-hmm. to the punters who have fallen in love with you I totally mm-hmm. understand and that it's a night out for them like some people especially after what we've been through in the times we're getting in that's sometimes somebody's wild big night out Aye, so totally. you go, why would you give them a half a job and, like, the, and the majority of the audience are women my wife when she's been the three times uh, said to me it's like 80 percent are women mm-hmm. it's a proper girls night out it's like a hen night out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you just get to put your hair down and have a right good laugh yeah. and 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 actually there's nobody else i mean you think about the females i'm getting to something completely different but who's talking about the things that females talk about like or, what? on the television like, like you like, tell me well because i've not seen your show well we, we talk we talk about women's stuff like um, I don't know, like we talk about the menopause, we talk about men, we talk about our lives, we talk about everything that we could possibly talk it's about. Finding humour and things that actually like are pretty Happen. stressful. How yeah. like you know what yeah. I mean? As a woman you're expected to date on you're like I'm sitting here at my work where I mean hanging off me, right? And the nice <laughs> But you are and I was talking to my mum about it coming down the road, she went, Well, you know, your dad just got a lot on his plate and I said, I can understand that, but I think men don't and I'm no they a big feminist or anything, but one thing at a time. I have to do it on my house. Well, here you are on the podcast and you are shaking a buggy up and down. Got to, to keep, keep my way in keep... <laughs> But the thing is, like, it is true. Like, you hold down jobs that you're expected to 
a hold down a job. I've got a full time job. I've got the dolls. I've got a house. I've yeah. got the Wayne. It's like you're expected to do it all. And you go, I bet you can do it. And it's like, yeah, but at what fucking cost? Aye. So I think when we talk about things like that, it's really relatable to the women that come and see us. And actually, there's no. Who else is doing that for us? Who's putting that out on the television, on our screens to do that? There's nobody, there's doing, nobody that. doing it. Thanks for listening and watching the podcast. We'll be back with the show in just a second, but it's now time to play a little game with our friends from G4 Claims. Hi, and welcome to G4 Play with G4 Claims, our little game show where Ewan takes on a member of staff. Ewan, who are you playing today? Today I'm playing with another Nicole who works here at G4 Claims. And what do you do, Nicole? I'm an assistant manager. Oh, look at you with the fingers up in the air. I'm the assistant manager. Look at me. The current score, Nicole, is one each. So you're under a little bit of pressure. I'm going to be describing something. And what you have to do, your buzzer noise is ding. Ding. So if you think you know the answer, you have to say ding. If you shout the answer without your ding, you won't be counted. Now, you and your buzzer noises. I'm a dong. Oh, yes, it's. So here we go. Are we ready? Yes. It is a famous symbol of France. Famous symbol of France. Dong. Ewan. The the tree, the, the, oh, go, keep going. (laughs) The tree, (laughs) that famous French tree. Onions. No, garlic. No. It can wake you up in the morning. Dong. Ewan. A cock? Is the right answer! Yes! I didn't even get to think. <laughs> do you want you to do a ding? Just say ding and give us a, a, a wrong answer, just so you can get to play the game. Ding. Ding, what do you want to say? Potato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 2-1 up. Thank you. <laughs> the answer was a cock. <laughs> No, so you mentioned no. television there, though. Mm-hmm. Can we get the, the dolls on TV? Oh, you just need to start a petition, I think. I think you just need to, like, Mm-mm. batter down the doors. Louise, no. there was already oh, a petition set out, like, Somebody years ago. Did, but, but, but do you know what? You don't need a petition. Your sellout shows across Scotland and the reviews of your show should be enough for a BBC executive or a producer mm-hmm. to pick up the phone to either of you and say, what's it going to cost to get you on the telly? So here's the thing, right? So your reviews are already there. No, your no, Your petition no. is already there with the t- tickets yeah, yourself. Yeah, no, I see what, I hear what you're saying. Uh, but the thing is, right, Some sometimes because of the kind of... Because of the kind of... you have of, to be careful what you say here? No, no, I'm not. I'm really honest. I'm I'm, well, I'm not going to offend anybody. I'm just going to... But, but you work heart. for the BBC. I do work for the BBC, no, but, but I'm, I'm contracted as a freelancer. Like, I don't have a massive contract, but I do have a lot of respect for them. It's taxpayers' money. Like, they have to watch what they put on the television. But you've got a man that goes on and dresses a, as a woman, and that's allowed, you know what I mean, and says all the things that kind of we say. You talk about Mrs Brown's boys. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he's extremely talented, and, and the show is absolutely amazing, but it's like there's no difference in the way that myself and Louise have the a, a talent and abundance. We can dance, sing, and act. And, and we did panto a few years, and I'm telling you, we, we we came up to the part of everybody in that production, and that's right, what so, we've been So what's big-headed. the reluctance with the BBC to the give you a chance? The reluctance is that they don't see the talent and the story behind it. They see the content, right, which can be dimmed down. I'm sure that we could rewrite and do all those things and so pull is it there down. Is, is there an issue the material? It's the trust. Well, they've never actually said, to be honest. It's never been, oh, it's this or it's that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's whatever, because we've pitched quite a few things and it's never been, oh, it's been one thing or the other. So this is all a guessing game as far as we're concerned because there's never been a straight answer. So our go-to is going, are we, you know, because we're quite heavily mouthed and you go, is that too far for a BBC audience? Is it? But then I, like you say, watch Mrs Brown Boys and I watch other things and I go, I'm no any. We're no any heavier than that. Yeah, correct. You're also yeah. both very intelligent. You could tweak that accordingly if you knew that was what the issue I think was. was the issue. Sometimes the the, the notion is that they can't see past that to actually see that when we do our shows, yet it has all that gritty madness. But, but there's really, a warmth about it. There's an empathy, and that's why folk love it. But it's different level. You go to a doll show and there's story. You're not flinging out shite that's just commercial and you're like, I will just give them that and that. You are giving them story, heart, funnies, songs, yeah. dances, 
fucking a, a, a supporting cast. You're giving them everything for such great value for money. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. The BBC don't see that. No, but we would never insult our audience's intelligence. We just would never do that. And actually, it's a woman thing, I think, because... It, Apparently the women don't hold remote control. That's kind of the, the famous saying, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know That's why. That's just very offensive. It is very offensive because I know who wears the trousers and holds the remote in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get time to watch telly. <laughs> but it's... it's Listen, it is a bit, it's not a bone of contention, it's just it's boring now, because we've be, we been going for 10 years now, Does it right? frustrate you? Of course it does. Right, and it annoys you. And you it's go just... through, um, you get annoyed, you get frustrated, then you want to fight back, then you give up, because you go, oh, well, it's not happening, then you kind of just feel sorry for yourself. It's like a wave, and I think we've kind of come to the point now, like Gail says, 10 years down the line, you just go, well, we do it for the people we originally did mm. it for, and we'll yes. go out and we'll do our shows, and see if it's coming for us, it's coming, and see if it's not, that's maybe, I can speak for myself, and see if it's not, that's right. Ollie, you tell that BBC that I'm <laughs> <laughs> ah, joking, they're not. They're great. They support us in other ways. Like, we've had shows and things, but with, with the dolls, I don't know. Is that a, let's see. But you, listen, what see is when, the answer? But I when we went out, and I'm not saying you get a television show off the back of your ticket sales, but when we went out and put our... So going back to like how we went to the stage was that we, we did a gig in the Edinburgh Playhouse. It was for fourth radio... And mm-hmm. Richie Jeffrey, who's a pal of the choir that we were in called Soul Nation, mm-hmm. had given us this 15-minute spot, didn't uh, it, Louise? I was, I was there that night. Right. So that was the first time we'd ever done a gig on stage for a short space of time, yeah. right? For a wee kind of like, this is a set we're doing, right? Chris judges there. He's like, I'm going to film it. And we're like, calm down, Chris. Do you know what I mean? But Chris is like, I want to be there to market. We're taking everything in our stride. We're like that. We don't get above because it's too stressful. Then you put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. So we go, we do the gig. We land each joke. It goes up. That bang, boom, bang, boom. Everybody's laughing at the places. They're laughing in the clubs. And we're like, ah. and this is an, Ed- an Edinburgh audience, which is a bit more difficult than yeah. your Glasgow audience. So we come off stage that night and we went, we can fucking do this. Like, we can do this. Louise was like, ah, no, we need to still do the clubs. Let's do it for another year. And I was like, no, no, we can do this. So what we did was we wrote a show and then we went out to the clubs and we gave our flyers and we said, Louise would do a wee spot in the midst of our set and say, come and support our show. It's our big, it's our first big out. And da, 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 da. We saved all the money that we'd got from our gigs around the workmen's clubs. We put it in and we sold it. But you, you know this. So we went to the Mitchell, we sold out five performances and then we had to put another... Uh, so I think you did three and then you had to put on another four and I think it went in like nine minutes or something. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And like then metal. what happened after that was we put it in so a guy came on with us and said, right, okay, we're going to take the tour bigger if you will allow us. And we said, yes. And when our tickets went out, our, our uh, dolls abroad sold the Kings out in 51 minutes. No, Amazing. Girl, it was less than that. Eh? It was three minutes. No. Was it not? No, How can you go from 51 to three minutes? No, well, well, something went three Pens minutes. Depends on their internet speed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. I don't know. I might have got it mixed up with something no, else. No, I remember lying I think in my bed right. thinking, sorry, oh my I'd... God, like shaking because he was giving us updates every two minutes. Yeah, and right. I was like, oh my God. It's selling, it's selling, it's selling. And that's the fastest I've... ever... The fastest ever selling show from a from a female comedy duo in Scotland ever. We should be in the Guinness Book of Records. I did kind of look at it and then I gave up a wee bit because you just get fucking you just get fucking exasperated. But oh, but the successes of of the dolls is the doll success. I don't feel as if it's mine and Louise's individually. Do you know what I mean? It's everybody's, it's everybody's. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if they did commissions, but it doesn't matter. It will still go and will still go out. It doesn't I, stop. No, the, no. The, I, I I said to you, and I think I've said this to you. Gail as well in the past when we've spoken yeah. about this I think it works along the same lines as a Mrs Brown's Boys yeah. in front of a live studio mm-hmm. on the telly I think it would be amazing and I think it would be a huge success but and the why... difference is we are homegrown so our money but, but, should be going into somebody who's the, homegrown correct and the BBC Scotland channel was created for that very reason it uh-huh. was to give talent and creative people in Scotland an opportunity mm-hmm. You're creative, you're talented, and you've got something that is already a success in Scotland. And we work fucking hard at it. Well, you, yes, exactly. Why are they not given that 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 show an opportunity, even just a pilot, and put out and see what people think of it? I think it will happen one day. It has to happen one day. And when you put your tickets on sale for the autumn show next year, it'll sell out again. The BBC are going to have to take note. They're going to have to. 
In fairness, they have given you your own sketch show. Yeah, no, yeah. they have. So they let's have. talk about that. So that's Stevens and McCarthy. Mm-hmm. How is that going? Is there going to be more? Hopefully, well, we've did. Uh, I think we did two series, so I don't know. You're, you're right, once the second one goes out, I think it was out the sixteenth of November. Is it? It's going back out the sixteenth of November, and then I think you just wait and see if it goes again or whatever. So you're just at the we helm. Don't know, I mean, I don't know if you would if there was kind of big wigs down south that would maybe see the dolls or see Stevens and McCarthy and go, oh, these two are really. It's like taking something to the fringe and then getting spotty, doesn't it? But Aye. we never do that kind of gig because it's a bloody hard gig. Anybody that does the fringes. Hats off to them, it's so amazing. You could do a week run though. You could just do a full week, Saturday to Saturday. You could do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are now starting to do that, not doing the full month. Mm-hmm. Me, even Kat, and I have been talking about doing a show for a week. Oh, you, you could do weekends or whatever. Yeah, you could, there's I. lots lots of, um, oh, growling. Um, lots of different options, but. Is the dog's <laughs> looking at the baby, and the baby's looking at the dog, and they're, they're, they're like, it's, it's like a standoff at the moment. <laughs> Okay. They're, they're kind of staring at each other and now. I'm cuter than you. Yeah, cute, cute, cute. You said both cute. Can I, can, can I ask? We've talked about the dolls. We've talked about sketch show. Now, how did you get River City? How did that come about? I'd um, done the pilot of Scott Squad. So way, so way back. Did, so the first Scott Squad, you did the pilot for it? Mm-hmm. So I played a character that was actually maybe going to go into regular, but they didn't give me the... It just didn't happen. But anyway, so it was like like what Louise does. Like So we, we go on to set and they say, OK, this is the situation, go. And they just tape your patter. So it's like the, the lines aren't written right. It's all your own funnies, all your own kind of patter. And it's petrifying, right? Yeah. So obviously I'm with the guy that um, played Ken Beatty and it was like the pants. If you go back and watch it, it's like about pants and the lassie stealing them for the next door, the pants. She's a cow and all the rest of it. And then they asked me back again after the pilot. And was that when you came in? Your second, I came in as your neighbour. The cow? That was, well, she was, was a cow. cow next door. Yeah, so I the comedy unit have always been really kind in that way, always trying to find a wee place. Like, they've been really kind yeah, in that way. Because yeah. um, we were, that was a long time ago, so I had played this character, Jamie Lee McGurk. Anyways, they asked me back again for a Christmas special, so I had done that. And then, I think, what series are they on? Are they on the eighth series? Eighth. So, yeah. Just finished filming, haven't you? The yeah. season of um, Scott Squad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yesterday was the last day. Mm-hmm. There you go. Season so. eight. Season Start eight. That. That's yeah. unbelievable. But uh, a producer called Kathleen Hutchison, which I owe a lot to actually, she was um, she was a producer for EastEnders and she was called Hutchie the Hatchet because she got rid of Dirty Den and all them, oh, right? Oh, did she? <laughs> like, famously, she cut, cut like cut five, five really big parts. She just went like, whack. Gone, gone, gone. Yes. Anyways, I don't think she lasted too long there. <laughs> but she was really kind to me and she saw me in Scott Squad. And anyways, I got asked to go in for this part and I was like, right, okay. So I went in and I read for it. And the casting director was working down in the lift and he said, he was trying to tell me nobody else is in for this part. But I can't, the amount of times that I've been in audition rooms and they go, we'll phone you Monday, see you soon. And it's never, it's never happened. Do you know what I mean? So you didn't believe him? No, or you, just, you never, right. you take it all with a pinch of salt because you go like, I don't believe this until actually I'm signing on the dotted line. You've got to be like that. Anyways, that was what happened. And I came in as this character, Caitlin McLean, had three wanes. It was like a bit of a whirlwind actually. And then I was actually in as Leah McRae's sister. And then I came in with a whole family and then they just kept writing and writing and writing. I was saying to um, Jack the other day, I think this time, so that block there is the only time I've had a good amount of just downtime of just being in the band going, hiya, what can I get you? I've Instead just, of like high drama. I yeah, like yeah. greeting and all that for four hours. It's about time you get a break though. Like it's full on. Jack, Jack came on the, the sketch show with Stevie. My wee girl did a wee, Louise wrote a sketch and um, put Stevie in it. And uh, he came on and he went, fuck, this is hard going, isn't it? <laughs> I said, Jack, this is like mild. This is fun. I can be greeting for four hours at a time, non-stop. And it is a big machine, but I have a lot of love for But you love River City. City. I love it. I, I, it's given me so much. It's Do you like the love stories? I did, like- I, I did love them. I really believed in the one with me and Andy Gray. I really did. I mean, I just loved them so much. And he taught me so much. Um... I mean, it's a bit awkward when you have to winch somebody on screen, isn't it? Who have you been, who's Caitlin been snogging recently? Recently? Well, I've, I've, I've winched Big Grant, but he's fucking petrified of me, right? 
aye. He doesn't open his mouth again like that. I'm like that. Listen, sorry, Jack. I'm like that. Listen, Grant. This is the one opportunity you can win somebody without feeling guilty about it. Like, free cheating. It's free cheating, exactly. I'm like that. And you're getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Aye, so, exactly. So, so let, let's 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 just go. Oh, he's what he's like. Let's go to the bit tits and winching. He's up there. Oh Jesus, Johnny, darling. You're fucking right, though. <laughs> <laughs> fingers in it. No, so so see ahead of a scene like that. I mean, I know how I would be feeling. I would be really nervous if I'm Grant Stott. Do you have to go into a dressing room and the two of you discuss it together? Nothing. They don't have an no, they, go out, they go out for a drink first. <laughs> <laughs> then he nibbles a ear. <laughs> um, so at my first on-screen kiss was with Andy Gray, right, uh-huh. ever. I was absolutely shitting a brick. And it was after we had been on the stage as the dolls the night before um, doing Dolls Abroad and I was obviously called at seven in the morning so I went in to do this. I was knackered. But you're like, if I ate garlic last night, am I all right? Am I like this or that? So anyways, went on and did this winch with Andy Gray, which was great. But he was quite like old Hollywood glamour. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> open myths or anything like that. Uh-huh. But we got there eventually. when we get, we get married twice, so there was loads of kissing and that. And you get comfortable with that kind of person. So you just yeah. kind of grab them and kiss them now so and again. So as time goes on, you get more comfortable with the kissing and the mouth may open a wee bit wider. Yeah. Right. But then when they write something in that you're actually really, really like getting on with somebody, that's a bit, it's like 20 people in the, I remember Jack watching it and going, I'm not watching that again. You're like the shield inch bike. That's it called. He was really offended. And I thought, oh, Jack, I didn't know you cared. <laughs> like, he was getting quite jealous. And I was like, oh, I quite like this. Anyways, I said, it's no fun because there's 20 people watching you like give meerkats, winching some guy. Like, it's it's really awkward. Anyways, Big Grant is absolutely petrified. So Grant stops petrified. See, we're both pals with him, so we're loving this, this story. Is, uh, well, yeah. I licked so- his face the other week just to try and make him a wee bit comfortable. And he just was like that. He kind of twitched. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, come on. Sorry, Grant. He's just going to... He's, he's just... He's he's getting, he's finding his feet. That's all it is. So tell yeah. us about that moment when you actually have to do the kiss. Do you have to talk him through? Is he that scared? Previously, I've probably said to people, right, I'll take the lead, like, just go with me. But I kind of <laughs> just don't want to scare him anymore. Like, I just you feel think as you're as scared of him? He's fucking petrified, like, seriously. <laughs> I would be petrified of me because I'm quite brass. But I did say to him, listen, we want it to look real, the whole thing, right? Uh-huh. Not just, like, the kissing, but the whole thing. So we want to be in it to win it. Like, it's about being believable, right? Uh-huh. So... All that embarrassment and shite goes out the window for me. I'm just like, oh, come on, like it's like do or die, isn't it? When you do these things, you've got to just go for it. <laughs> but um, so how, how was the kiss? It's all right. What would you rate, right? So you've got to rate oh, Grant, Louise. and then you've got to rate. You've got to rate because it's his first, it's his first on-screen kiss. So exactly. there's That's room it. for improvement. There's room for improvement. I think he's just going to. Maybe, maybe if he took the reins a wee bit, it'd be maybe, easier. Maybe, Big grand, eh? Imagine me. Cause he's he, a I handsome used, big boy, though. And do you know what? I used to watch him in Fully Booked, like he's proper aye. 90s for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, Big Grant, Grant. He's lovely. Get to kiss Grant Stott. Aye, Did he open his mouth? No. 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 Did you? That. Well, I, mm, no, I tried to, but it was like... <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine you with your wee lizard tongue. No tongues, can't you? Jesus Christ. On big budget things, they have like this thing called an intimacy coordinator. So they go in and they say, okay, no. so I'm going to put my hand here and I'm going to put my hand here and this, that, and the next thing. They actually do. Whereas, so in a big budget TV or movie, they will have an intimacy coordinator. Oh, coordinator. Job, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that's actually really important. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah, mean I a coordinator? Agree. What do they do? But after Me Too, it's a really big thing, actually, because some people can get really fresh. I mean, look at Grant. He's petrified. <laughs> 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 what about you, Louise? Celebrity winches that you've had to do? No, I'm, I'm always a fat pal. I don't get winched. <laughs> That's a lie. I don't think I've ever winched anybody. You, you winched on a show. I met the wee guy last week and he looks like Bradley uh, Cooper, that boy. See, my, oh, I didn't winch, winch him, but it was just a wee, oh, wee Mark Barrett. Uh, I didn't winch him. It was like a peck. No, I don't really get the winch storylines. The know, thing is, no. even a producer I'm is, raging is, about it. <laughs> But see, when a producer wants you to win somebody, they'll put that in. They go like, oh, right, we really want to push that. Whereas, see, if you're left to your own devices, you don't actually have to do it. Yeah. Oh, Lee, I suppose, in the Scots, I did kiss him. 
That's a lie. I do. Oh, no, you do, do yes. I, aye, aye. No mouth like that. I just kind of, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that noise mean? No, we've just developed like a wee thing where we think that the two of them, because she's got a girlfriend and I've got a boyfriend. <laughs> and we're saying boyfriend. I know, and you've been married to him, but you're not married. Um, so we do that wee kind of like a wee peck thing. See when, you, see when you've been on set and you've had to do a, a kissing scene and you have to go home to your partners, do you tell them how your days went and you re- admit it to them? No. You don't? Oh, he's kind of just says, oh, I don't want to know. And I if I go, know. oh, don't watch this, <laughs> then he knows. Yeah, you're okay. What if you got like a big Hollywood movie and they wanted a proper love scene? A bit of action. Oh, you would do it. Of I would do it. Cold hard cash can pay for a lot these days. <laughs> <laughs> What about, have you ever considered a Dolls Only Fans page? <laughs> I a Dolls podcast and a Dolls Only Fans. Well, we were talking about things that we're going to put in the new show and I'm like, I think they should be wrestlers, mud wrestling. Do you know what I mean? They get the, the camera out. I think we'd make a fortune. Listen, I always say to Louise, see when I was fat, I missed a boat, didn't I? I could have been sitting eating pizza and all that. I did fucking for you. You'd have made us a fortune. I know. Because we used to Maybe do that. could have just fed her. <laughs> I could have been the feeder. Because we used to do this thing where we would sit on a man, right? And they, as soon as you straddled the man, they knew what you were going to do. And it was me, and I was huge at the time. They go, oh, and we would do, roll, roll, roll your boat gently down the stream. Chabby chasers overboard. Let me hear you scream. Hey, <laughs> we'd end a fortune. By the way, Mr. Boat. Oh, no. If you were to do an OnlyFans page just for twenty-four hours, mm-hmm. the money that you could make. How many people who are in? the world of celebrity who've just decided to go into OnlyFans for 24 hours no. and made hundreds of thousands of pounds. But what about that girl, the, the Sarah Jane, the girl that was in Hollyoaks and she yes. totally, she was doing all the lads mags and everything. She got the sack. But, but look at mon- money she's made now on OnlyFans. But it's about Seven principle figure for sums. Kenny Katona, I mean, she's I a millionaire now, mm-hmm. isn't she? Exactly, aye. Mm-hmm. What would the girl used to do, um, the Disney Channel? And she only went on for one day. She was like, oh, do you remember who it is, Greg? No idea. There was somebody who was on a famous oh, Disney kids <laughs> programme. A famous Disney kids programme. She's in her 20s and she decided to go for one day only and I think she made $1.2 million. Wow. Louise! One point two. Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people pay so much shots for that. Shit down there, though. I don't. You don't need. Shit. You don't need to show it. I'll just show it. It's just like car crash. No, they just paid money for that. You don't show your pie. You what just, do you do? You just do, <laughs> just do things like you could breastfeed and get me. No, you wouldn't want even that's, no. that's way below the belt. But it's a hot belt. You don't pay for it, clearly. I'm joking. I'm joking. Who who goes on these things? Bella Thorne, there you Bella go. Thorne. Bella Thorne was uh, the Disney. Um... So you just signed up. Much is it? It's ten. It's ten. Ten. I will date for five ninety nine. First month free. But you know what? There's there's been a lot of talk recently in the media about OnlyFans and the amount of people that are doing etc. etc. But. More power to the women. Absolutely. 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 And if there's people out there that want to pay to see a girl sit there in their underwear or... But they don't... I mean, some people actually do get their kit off. Some do, But yeah. then some don't. Like like no. I say, some eat pizza and Correct. like... Or just maybe like squish their toes in slime. Like my wing could make us the slime and we could do the, the toes in that. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a woman who just eats on OnlyFans and it's see. the noise of her eating. See, oh, and ASMR. All that kind I'm of stuff. She, she's sat there in a bikini... And she just eats watermelon, she eats sausages and stuff like that, and it's just really close is to the microphone. Like, is she, like, super hot as well, though? No, she's just, like, a normal-looking woman. Cats like that. Is she, like, how is this going to go? Like, I'm like, up for this? Can I make a fortune out of eating wa- watermelon? It's just the noises. No. And do you know what? And also putting their feet in watermelons and squashing it mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hi. Right. Well, Chat there is the, the guy that keeps messaging me on Twitter. Oh, yes. There's a guy. Hey. There's a guy on Twitter. This guy really <laughs> wants my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Your tights. How much is he offered? Will you be a man? He's nearly at the price I'm considering sending them. <laughs> Cat, Honestly, that's amazing. All the time. Odd? Every other week sends a message, can yeah. I have your socks, can I have Fuck your socks? Off. Aye. Yeah. I'm raging, I don't get any messages about my socks. Yeah. <laughs> there was another man that wanted my uh, yeah. uh-huh. used leather jackets. Uh-huh. What? Aye. Have you got that many? I don't I don't think I've even got a leather jacket anymore. He just wanted a just used leather jacket cat had worn, hadn't washed. So this is a different it. person. So what I think I might do is a bundle. I might get a leather jacket <laughs> and, a, and a pile of socks and have a Christmas special. <laughs> 
Listen, you can fling it up in the Shopify. We sell all kinds of shit on our website. We could get that up by the end of the day, Greg. You could sort that out, couldn't you? And listen, if you're running low on socks, I'll pop up a couple of mine. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, that's like a sock orgy. That's like, that's too far. You could do a bundle. The doll socks, you know, like Uh all your other pal socks, like the celeb pals. Like, fuck it. So there's there's three men in this room just now, mm-hmm. right? And I'm and I'm talking obviously of Greg and uh, Jamie and myself. So if you were to create an OnlyFans page, mm-hmm. you Louise and Cat, mm-hmm. would the boys be interested, Jamie? I'm in a relationship. I'm in a relationship. So <laughs> mad, I'm still selling my hate now. <laughs> We've all put that to one side. Listen, <laughs> Jamie, we need to make money, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Would you be up for it? No? Make right, Greg. No comment. Greg! I'll set it off for you and all that and I'll take a wee cut. Oh! Greg, you'll be taking me fucking cut, right? Greg's like the pimp. I fucking... So actually get to the point then, you. Would you be up for it? What, watching it or subscribing to it? Subscribing, watching, yes. And in what order? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we all know how this is going to go, right? He's had to hot for me for years. It would be really <laughs> awkward after 20 years of working with Kat and knowing Kat to suddenly subscribe to her OnlyFans page. Only socks. <laughs> Only socks page. But I'm not into socks. I'm not really into be socks. Be supportive, you yeah, no, but I wouldn't have subscribed to Kat if she was... Gloves. Doing... <laughs> Sweaty pants. I could give you my pants after I've gone to the gym. You're all right. Oh, yeah. That's a thing, though. I know. That is a thing for people. There's, there's a lot of people who make a lot of money from that. But no, I'm sorry, Kat, no disrespect, but if, if, you're, if your OnlyFans page is you in socks, sweating that's not for me. What are you offering? Ain't you want? <laughs> no, no, but what would be your specialty then if you were to have an OnlyFans page to see if I would subscribe or not? Under boob sweat. Because <laughs> <laughs> since I've lost the weight, the boobs are really saggy. They're like Doug's lugs, right? <laughs> so there's quite a lot of sweat under there, so I need to sort that out. Mm. I, you could sell that? that in a vial. Aye, or a vat, just to extract yeah. it by your um, You could send you a wee syringe. <laughs> the sweat, or oh, this is too oh, far. Too far. Too far. It has I'm, too far. I'm not subscribing to that either. You know? No. Nah. Nah, no Louise, what are you offering? Well, it's breast milk, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I've, I've got heat oil scored for me. At least that's an actual product. I'll get rid of your cold, not that, because I've got loads, I'll have loads uh-huh. of antibodies, uh-huh. not that. You can send it from a cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. That's how you People are getting the drips, not that, now the, the, the V drip. <laughs> I'll come round and squirt milk in your mouth and give you a couple of antibodies. Like, go into the winter, enjoy yourself, no flu this year. Oh, <laughs> right, see, um, before we end the podcast. <laughs> Um, you've got um, it's been a weird one today Um, we've got one more thing to do Mm -hmm. Um, we have the bowl of destiny oh yes I forgot about that and um, we have the Bowl of Destiny. And in the Bowl of Destiny, are there are a number of random questions, Gail and Louise. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what you have here is um, you have to pick a question. Mm-hmm. You read that question to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that first question, mm-hmm. you can throw it away. But you must then answer the second question. So you get one, please, yeah. the fifth. It's like being on the council house list, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you go and see one, right, you can refuse it. But you can't refuse the second one. That's so right. if the first one's better, than, well, yeah. worse than, the, you know, yeah. Yeah, you get it. Right. So, um, Louise, shall I go first? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can forfeit the first question, but if you do that, you must answer the second question. Okay. The bowl of destiny. If you like the question, you take it. Mm. Because the next one might be worse. I'm going to go with the next one. Okay. Just because I feel... Well, I'll put that back in. i just yep. leave it, because you might want it. Okay. So, the second question. Okay. So, read this one out to us, please. Do you believe in any religions? Oh. Okay. Uh, interesting. That is interesting. Uh, I was brought up Catholic... And I suppose I was forced to believe for a long time. <laughs> and then I would say, no, no. But then I've got this weird thing, right? Because you get Catholic guilt. Because I've got wains now. None of my wains are christened or anything. Mm-hmm. That I've got this fear that I'm going, what if it is true? I might just take him down to the chapel, get a wee blessing, and then know that he's all right. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, fine. Fine. it's like an investment policy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get them done. I'm going to get the wains done because if anything happens, they'll be all right if the big man comes a calling, right? Hopefully, touch wood, Terry was the best. So. 
a day and a don't is the answer to that. I, that's perfectly that's acceptable. That's perfectly acceptable, yes. Right, so we're an investment policy. <laughs> <laughs> right, Gail, pick a question. Read it. If you like it, answer it. If not, pick another question. That's a bit shite. <laughs> pick another one. So this one you have to answer, whatever it is. That wasn't actually shite, that was all right. Oh God, this is quite deep. Is what it? is it? I don't, cause I, the hardest, what was the hardest part of your childhood? <laughs> <laughs> Being ginger. <laughs> was it? Aye. It was because I love my hair now, right? But for anybody out there that's getting a slagging for having ginger hair, right? First of all, Point number one, we're a dying breed. And point number two, everybody tries to dye their hair ginger when they get past the, the point That's at 18. True. Isn't it? That's true. So it's like, yeah, I've got ginger hair, I'm like that, but you've not got ginger pubes, so <laughs> you can fuck right off. Like, I'm the real deal. You see, it called Fanta Pants, they used to sing, ginger hair is unacceptable. And obviously, I would have a, a fire back. Like, obviously, of you my would. Steve, you like, I'll have a fight. You always have to have one better in the pocket. Like, and it needs to be funny. It needs to be sharp. Like, that's how you're going to get through life, right? Because that's uh-huh. how I get through life. But I, ginger hair. But listen, I grew into my ginger hair in the morning. A fiery <laughs> flamed person. Apparently, gingers need uh, higher doses of, um, you know, when you go under anaesthetic. Because you're, uh, you've got a higher tolerance than non-gingers. Oh, pain threshold and Apparently. stuff. I've not got I a don't know if that's true. No, I've not got a pipe. But you know I'm a wuss like that. But maybe I do need more Apparently anaesthetic. Apparently you need more anaesthetic to get a ginger under. I need more drugs to get me. <laughs> How many gingers <laughs> have you tried to put under? <laughs> None, because I've known anaesthetists, but apparently that's the chat. Anaesthetists. Google it and see if that's true. Oh. I go Google it, Greg. So it says we need about 20% more anaesthesia to be severe. Wow. Wow. Tell you. I don't worry about gingers than you, and I'm not even one. It's it was Gre- really hard. It's an American study. It's an American study, is that? Greg has just confirmed he's been on Google and they need 20% more anaesthetic. So, Greg, your internet history at work now is OnlyFans and gingers. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should call this podcast. (laughs) Greg, I'm sitting right here waiting for you, baby. (laughs) Right, um, that's just about it for the podcast. Um, It's been absolutely amazing. I've just chuckled for like, how how long have we been in here for? Over an hour. Jesus, man. I know. It's It's been great. It flies by and it's good to speak to you openly. Without any restrictions of a of a radio studio, mm-hmm. and well, uh, we've known you for years, and mm-hmm. it's been an absolute joy having you here in the studio. But before we finish up, what we need to do, Gail and Louise, is that we always finish with Cat and her kazoo. Oh yes, and Cat oh, plays yes. a little tune with her kazoo over the end titles. But the thing is, like you're both singers, so mm-hmm. I think I should. Oh, that's a good idea. Play along with you. So if you want to give us a wee blast, so what, or something. So what song? What's what's your most popular song when you do the dolls? So we are the dolls, isn't it? We are the dolls. How's yeah. that tune, though? Hey! <laughs> right, so you know you need to sing it. Okay, alright. Ready? ready? And one. Oh, do you want an intro? Hold on. We are the dolls and we do the job she hates. Geese temple, pull bleach your bowl, can wash your dirty plates. We're an old pair of scrubbers and the jobs we love the most are mountain flares and sweep stairs and, and we like it up the close. Hey! Gail <laughs> <laughs> and Louise, thank you. You're welcome.